with Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I got Susie Poozy here with me. Hi, the Bean Machine. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing great. Guys, guess what? I made Suzanne finally watch Southern Charm, so she's going to be recapping It's easy as the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. She's going to catch you. It's just it. a really catchy um, um, intro. I'm, I just have to say, out of all the reality TV shows that exist right now, Southern Charm is a very specific reality show. And this is not me, you know, okay. I, I'm a hater sometimes, uh-huh. okay? I, and I, to convince her. And I don't, I don't judge anyone that likes the show, okay? I'm just going to say, what mild flavor of cracker are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, wait. Bleep that out. Sorry. Bleep it out. No, she didn't mean like, she's just surprised because, you know, it's like the Southern show and to her, I guess Susanna's trying to figure out where, uh, where this sparked but it started with my bravo obsession i was like i need to start going through these shows it started slow but i think because this one centered on men so suzanne finally got a different like a break from all the wives fighting and just uh, i just think the way men fight is so predictable okay first of all you're gonna deflect she was dissecting every second she kept (laughs) pausing to be like this is why men fight like this second of all men don't want to listen also how many times does austin find a reason to tell madison to go back into the kitchen (laughs) i don't even want to know Okay, and then on top of that, on top of that, at the minute it, there's time for a very big confrontation, they're just so, oh, God, I hate to say it this way. They're just so white about it, okay? <laughs> what? What, you're going to go over there and sit 20 minutes without talking to Taylor in front Arab of Arab men would have already started beating each other up. No, like, no, we're, no. Not, we're not trying to insult, you know, other races. We're just saying, like, there's no emotion. Yeah, and they're, like, passive for a while. Like, they will say they're fine. They'll go weeks, months still acting Cold. cool. And then one day... They go with the analogies and then it turns into a was it metaphors or analogies when they were like the analogies. The last episode they're, they're, they they're, they're trying to they're trying to complete every simile on a monopia metaphor that they can possibly come up with. So yeah, it was yeah. interesting. But we are starting with the Beverly Hills recap. Oh yes, we are. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Suzanne's finally into Southern Charm, but sadly she got into it right when it's finishing. But hopefully she maybe if she's in the mood, guys, she might recap the last episode with me. Would you? I mean you. You can't. Sorry, she's like turning the mic for me. Suzanne, would you? Are you gonna finish Southern Charm now? I mean, now we have one episode left, and then we have the reunion. Are you gonna end up watching those on your own time when you go back? I possibly might. You think so? Yeah. Okay, let's hope. Let's hope <laughs> Suzanne actually sticks to it, guys, because I know I enjoy recapping with her more than you know doing it by myself. So, anyway, doing it by her lonesome. Yeah, sometimes I, I'll give a reaction that I'm just like waiting for someone to give me something back and I'm like, oh wait, I'm doing this alone. So. She needs confirmation that her jokes aren't in fact funny. Less of my jokes and more <laughs> of I need to bounce back with someone. Okay, I'm actually kidding. Lena's really funny. Bro. I need to see <laughs> I need to see someone else. Like sometimes if I, let's say, maybe I'm stupid one episode and I agree with Austin in something. Let's just say, I need Suzanne to come in here and be like, no, Nina, Austin did this, this and that. <laughs> he laughs like a Muppet. He does this and you can't agree with He has a Muppet, even though I don't get the reference. Yeah. Okay, guys. So Suzanne, she's not on the Reddit, Bravo Reddit sphere. And she doesn't understand why everyone calls Austin a Muppet mouth. And recently Olivia too, she's low-key a Muppet mouth as well, especially when they eat. I've made her watch multiple episodes. She still won't see it. She She can't like compare the two I just maybe I didn't watch uh Elmo and Sesame Street that much but I loved Elmo and Sesame Street Cookie Monster my oh. number one <laughs> but anyway so we're gonna first start with Beverly Hills obviously if uh, which I feel like everybody watches Beverly Hills but if you don't and you just want the Southern Charm recap you can go into the show notes and I will have the timestamps in the description so you guys can skip on through so it is season 12, episode 9, a fiesta, what is it, feisty fiesta, what did it say, okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, a weird name for it, I didn't really feel like it fit the I don't feel like it was show. really feisty. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like if anyone brings the feistiness, it's usually Sutton, and it's usually because these women be pushing her buttons, so. They do. This episode seriously felt like attack on Sutton or make Sutton look as stupid as possible on camera, and it made me side with her more, like, as much as you guys start hating Sutton, it makes me like her more. I'm so I'm so tired of people hating on Sun. What what is wrong with our little Southern Belle? Okay, yeah. I love her. I love I'll Southern love, woman. I love her. Okay, she she got a soft spot in my heart in Texas or te- yeah Texas, <laughs> even though she's in Georgia, but it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah, they're 
I don't know. I just get grandma vibes from her. Good grandma vibes. You know, the yeah. nice lady you see at Market Street or Whole Foods. And Kooky grandma that still dresses in like couture. And yes. she probably will give you $100 under the table for Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. Like, Even after your parents said, nope, he didn't listen to me this year. She will still give you that money, guys. <laughs> That's what Satin is. But let's get into the show. So we first, it starts by kind of checking in on everybody's house. So we just see Crystal. She's watching her daughter do gymnastics and she's realizing she can't do what her daughter does and she's basically expecting her daughter to get tiger mom yes she (laughs) wants her to get gold medals all the time then we see garcelle she asks her son what their plans are for the summer and then we see erica jane (laughs) going all out for her photo shoots in vegas where she only sold tickets for seven dollars or one one (laughs) dollar yeah it was for seven dollars and then she had to last day i think it turned into one (laughs) dollar But we actually start by seeing Sun go on a date. And okay, guys, me and Suzanne actually liked this guy in the beginning. When he first popped up, we were like, this is perfect because Sutton's kooky. He's quirky. I can't even say the word. And then he started talking about his mom. First, he talked about um, the amount of times he, like, he can't live in humidity because apparently he sweats too much and it'll, like, seep through his clothing. And then he just brings up his mom and he empathizes or emphasizes how he works from home, but it's great so we can spend as much time with her. And apparently when he turned 50 years old, his mom suggested they go to Vegas. So they did. And has like he they apparently went to a topless, uh, topless woman show. And then uh, they must have done stuff there. And then well, it, a variety show. Yeah. Whatever that is. Suzanne's trying to like defend it. I feel I'm <laughs> not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend it. But OK, look, I can't say he's the first person that I have heard in my life say that he's taking a family member to Vegas because you know what I my understanding is the reason why old people like to go to Vegas with their families is young again no it's so they can gamble at the slot machines okay but so what if that's all she wanted she's 80 years old well I don't know why he had to include the story about the multi-variety show like okay they could have just heard about her and then just left you know there was this one time I was walking down the street with my friend in Vegas and I was there for work okay no real reason okay she was my coworker. but then the literally the person asking us to a variety show they were trying to imply mm-hmm. what what were they trying to imply inappropriate things like oh she can't even go there yeah she takes a lot of business trips to vegas there they always do their kickoffs or whatever there so that's a sales world man yeah could never be me but yeah anyways i just feel like it's common there they're just really kooky they ask anybody who'll listen to go to these weird shows okay i just think he really chose the wrong story oh, to wait, share so it's like people come up to you and yeah like, like promoters come up to you oh. saying oh want to go to the show and most times they act like it's not that inappropriate of a show but then you realize it's like a oh this might be a uh, a show without uh, clothing mm. Okay, got it. Got yeah. it. No, sorry, guys. If you guys could notice, I I'm not in that world. Like we're to not. See it. No, it's, this is. It's just because she goes out with her company to all these like states and stuff, so she sees. Yeah, but these the promoters time. like basically pretend. Okay. Anyways, whatever. I think I think he what he said was weird. Okay, but I think he didn't realize how weird it was. I think he was just being upfront. But obviously, someone like Sutton, she's she's a proper lady. He should have known. Yeah, but then the worst part, like, I felt like he could still get away with it and try to do damage control until he said his mom is the one who tried to pull the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's weird. That's weird. And that's when I was like, okay, son, run. <laughs> because obviously this man, this man's mother is going to be living with him, too. That's a big no-no in my dictionary. Okay. Uh, like, obviously, help your parents do whatever. <laughs> I feel like when you're married, it's not a good sign. But... Her day ended, um, interestingly, and then we go to Kyle's house, and this scene actually irritated me because it's Dorit and Anna Marie, and first of all, I would just like to say that charcuterie spread that Kyle had, that was like five different charcuteries. It was what for, uh, what's the Jewish holiday? Why, Shabbat. Why she, yes, she had that all for Shabbat, but the, the styling of the food was perfect. It looked really yummy. I doubt they ate any of it. Um, so basically, when they come, Dorit is already starting, guys. She sees... She basically just like brings up the narrow esophagus. She goes, well, I don't have a narrow esophagus, but I do have a stomach that is the size of an adult woman. Like, Hater. Yeah. Like go Hater. on Google. We all, the fandom, the Bravo fandom all went on Google and we found out in one second what the esophagus structural problem is. And if that means, I don't know. That, I don't know. Y'all have Google, don't you? That's what I thought. They have more and than just, Google. I just intentionally don't want to look it up. You just want to, you just want to talk smack about someone's esophagus. What's your problem? Yeah, but then Dorit tries to make it seem like Sutton's a hypocrite by bringing up that one day Sutton says she's a vegetarian and the next day she eats bacon. You know, I've seen vegetarians where maybe once a month they will go eat meat. They'll go eat a burger. Okay, that still makes them a vegetarian. You could still do things in your own terms. You don't have to follow. Like when I was paleo, 
like till now I'll still have days where I'll eat paleo, but at other days I'm like, uh, you know, I want to eat my burger or I want to eat like bread or sugar or something. Okay. So it's like, sometimes you have to balance. You know what I mean? No, totally. So I don't know. I'm just a big moderation is key. Really? No, it really is. Um, so basically Anna Marie thinks that Sutton gets mad because people are exposing her, but no, (laughs) they're making Sutton's issue seem so small. Like even if it wasn't the esophagus thing, they're kind of basically implying that Sutton has an eating disorder. And last year, Crystal, literally her storyline was that she, (coughs) she's had an eating disorder her whole life. So I'm really surprised that they're going down this rabbit hole again of exposing a housewife for having an eating disorder. First of all, they all have eating disorders on these shows. Okay. Let's be honest. like, I feel like you cannot be in a show that is so centered on the physical realities of your life without maybe having a little bit of an ED, maybe a little yep. puke, puke, puke yeah, every here and there. You know, I don't agree. It's very unfortunate. I don't think it's anything to like make fun of. Exactly. That's why but it's like, pissing me off. But like, that's why I think line. it's very hypocritical. I mean, you're all women in your 50s, 60s on, on television. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know naturally a woman in her 50s, 60s does not say slender without some outside help. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's all be real about that. Or really pushing yourself hard like the way Kyle is. Like, I truly believe Kyle is not on Ozempic. But look at what she does. She's up by 5 a.m. She's always at the gym. She's eating Constantly clean. moving. She's not drinking. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't see those other women doing what Kyle's Mm-mm. doing. So, I mean, to me. She looks fit. Very fit, yeah. She literally looks like how, well, she's an older version. Like, you know when you work out and your body's fit? Yeah. Like that. Um, So basically, like, that scene was really boring, but Kyle goes, and she obviously has to bring up Morgan Wade. It's like she really wants them to ask them about it. So she brings up, um, she talks about her life. She's apparently producing a new movie, guys. Kyle is producing a new movie and didn't tell her friends. And Dorit, this is- Hella offended. This is the first part in the show when we realize Dorit's actually low-key being iced out, but not really being iced out. Because she's not being invited to things. Uh, so Dorit ends up saying, like, what else are you going to tell me? That you got more tattoos? And the yeah. girl looks at her and basically like, yeah, I put a K on Morgan Wade. <laughs> I've even, like, for us, like, we don't do tattoos. But in general, I a tattoo is a permanent thing on your body. I don't understand why she, yeah. I don't know. Kyle just, wa- she's still in love with her. She's still in love with Morgan. I, whatever. But then we see, this is my favorite scene, Garcelle, Eric, and Sun. They go out someplace to drink, I guess. And Garcelle tricks Erica into like what is it called when you blindside yeah she like blindsided her with son but it's it actually like Erica allowed her in with open arms they were very good about it they had good banter they make jokes uh Erica makes the southern joke to Sutton I think it was about gossiping or something and then Erica brings up Denise and how she needs to give up this four-year beef and let it go so Garcelle goes and she basically explains to Erica that what the issue was, was that Erica made the threesome comment to her kids about them basically already knowing what a threesome is. But personally, I feel like Denise misunderstood it. Denise portrayed it as <laughs> Erica said, your kids by now would have already had a threesome. Yeah, exactly. But that's not, Erica literally no. meant like at the age your kids are out with a phone, they definitely they understand. They definitely know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on Erica's side with this. I, the know. only part I am on Denise's side is that I did watch that season where Erica was talking about this stuff in front of literally in front of the children. Like it was a family party. Like she's like, okay, we all know, I think out of all the women, maybe the one with who needs maybe a couple lessons on class might be Erica. So I think that's all very clear, but like, you know, again, if it was four years ago, she definitely should not have been as open as she was, but I think she's been able to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that she shouldn't have been. No. Yeah. Then Erica goes with her with her famous line of, you know, it's only $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans. That delivery. Perfect. You can, no, I I think what I loved about the Ugh. delivery is that they were given the montage. Okay, one lychee martini in. Yes. Five lychee martini. Ten lychee martinis in. Shots too, but Garcelle was ordering shots for them. I know. And, and I thought what was funny is that you can tell in this little montage, they're going woo, woo, woo. And all of a sudden, like, Erica just turns in this realization, like... You know, you know, it's only seven dollars for a naked bundle. Like, what? She had no business delivering that good of a one-liner in the midst of their like, I don't know, their little frenzy. I thought it was just so fun. I feel like that was the epitome of like what a girls' night feels like mm-hmm. and I feel like they capture that so well like you're basically stuck there for hours mm-hmm. and you're having such a fun time that you don't even notice that the place has gotten so packed by then and you're like yeah it was, 10, it was empty when they first yeah, got there and you're like 10 drinks deep and you just yeah no for and I love that Garcelle didn't shut Erica down when she said it all she did was tell her to shut up and she laughed which is basically Garcelle opening herself up to Erica like hey I'm open to this friendship I'm friends with Denise but you know what if you want to I'm not going to like ruin the moment just because you have a comment about a friend of mine, something like that. But then 
uh, Garcelle actually says in her confessional, which is what literally Suzanne had said this phrase right before Garcelle said it, which is like, you're Denise Richards. You could do more than that. How about $10? I just thought it was funny that she was like, damn, $7 a month. Well, why not just like 10? Yeah. I, even then, if you're Denise Richards, you're selling yourself short mm-hmm. on there. I mean, we've all seen your movies. Mm-hmm. She was hot. Yeah. But people were saying that with OnlyFans, how it works is like you bait, you, she basically tricks you. Like you pay the $7, you get in, but you still don't see anything. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you want to actually see something? Pay an extra $20. You pay that twenty dollars and it's like oh you want to see me with nothing it's on all a or scam yeah <laughs> so you just keep paying <laughs> so i mean all I, these paywalls like no, you just go real. through paywalls but we see that garcelle ends up throwing sutton under the bus about making out with her driver but it was very harmless they were laughing about it sutton was okay with it and no one was making fun of sutton i don't know if garcelle was really throwing sutton under the bus i feel like it was all like a oh yeah like when you made out with your driver and Sutton's like, whoa, hey, wait, whoa, 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 wait. It was just a moment. Like I was, you know, he was talking to me and we, he was being nice. And yeah, I just went and I smooched him. Right. You know, like I just feel like all of that was all in good fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like anybody was like, why did you make out with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I said, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't have used the word thrown under the bus, but like the way Garcelle said it, it's like, yeah. something she shouldn't have said, but mm-hmm. you know, but Erica took it lightly. They laughed about it. So now we see everyone's getting ready for Taco Tuesday. And Kyle's FaceTiming Anna Marie. Thank goodness. Anna Marie's in Hawaii, apparently, for this episode. Uh, she's on vacation. And Sutton, we see as Sutton's getting her makeup done, she goes through Denise's OnlyFans. And she pays her $12. But then she sees that like she has to pay an extra $7 for uncensored pictures. And it must have seemed like Sutton had seen a picture from the $12 bundle. And it just like scarred Sutton. And... Her uh, her makeup artist basically makes a joke that it's just the price of a cup of coffee to see Denise's nudes, and I was like, oh my god, Ooh. that was a uh, yeah, no. Those those artists went in hard. Yeah, they they don't care. Which I'm surprised because Sutton is Denise's best friend, and I know Denise is now modeling for Sutton's clothes. But so we see Denise. She gets in the car with Garcelle. She apologizes for being late because apparently her in laws are in town, and I would love to see the dynamic of the in laws of her husband that apparently cures cancer without chemo or whatever it is, like whatever he thinks the government's after him for. <laughs> but Dorit and Kyle, they're in the car. And Dorit tells Kyle that she feels like an afterthought at this point. She feels very hurt and distance. So Dorit basically thinks that the friendship is too close or their friendship was so close, but then Kyle won't invite her to trips anymore. They won't hang out. They won't go out as couples. And Kyle says that it's actually because of what happened last reunion. And we see a flashback to where Dorit tried to get involved, but it wasn't actually the type of involved where Dorit gets annoying about it. She just basically tried to tell Kyle, like, just try to fix this to your sister. Maybe if she's mad at you about something, which no offense, if you're actually friends with someone, you will tell them why you're mad at them. Kyle's being passive. She Dorit has no idea that Kyle actually distanced herself from her because to her, it's like what changed, but Kyle's acting like nothing changed. But you know, I think where Kyle's coming from and I don't know, I feel like I can kind of relate to Kyle this season because she is the largest like cry for help I have seen on television in a minute. And I just feel like, Maybe Kyle's just over feeling like she has to care about everyone else's feelings. Mm -hmm. I think for once, Kyle wants people to look at her and try to be there for her. Maybe the way she feels like she's there for people. But I think in general... When people are kind of going through their own stuff, Dorit, you got to take a back seat. I don't, yeah. I don't think Kyle does care about you as much as you think she does, or maybe I feel they like do. Dorit doesn't know how to be a friend. I really I just, believe, yeah. outside of the cast members, Dorit doesn't have girlfriends. I don't know. She comes off as that girl that everyone would just. She just doesn't know how to be a girl's girl. I don't know. I don't know. I She's not a it. girl's girl because of what ensues in the next scene. Yeah. No. Oh, that. Oh my Ugh, hatred for her even. i really hope Dorit i hated come everything back. that happened yeah. during taco tuesday okay you know so much so makes me feel like you know i don't think i can ever trust a taco tuesday in my life mm-hmm. and this is how these taco tuesdays play out but i am really in the mood for tacos we need to tacos taco really places. does sound so good OMG right tacos or whatever. oh my god omg tacos that place that's in richardson right yeah is that what it's called no, no so actually they're here in plano plano yeah, yeah. same thing okay yeah. anyways okay so we finally make it to the taco <laughs> tuesday party and we see a Crystal's, I don't know, her friends were just annoying me. They felt like they were wannabe trying to get a role on the show. I don't know. I didn't like Crystal's friends. It just it felt very much like, oh, my God, we're a part of the club. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, what? And then the way they would look at each other and look at, like, the ladies as things were said, it was so obnoxious. Like, it makes me want to go to their eyes and just, like, poke them out with, like, needles. Like, yeah. what are you, oh, like, why are you so excited? Like, it's just... It was so annoying. It was so annoying. 
But apparently Dorit's surprised with how many friends Crystal has, which is something you didn't see last season. Guys, keep in mind, Suzanne watched up until like season six and then she went MIA on all reality TV for a while. So that's why to her, her seeing Kyle change is very big difference because she was in the seasons where Kyle was up Mauricio's. Oh my God. It was a whole era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a big thing. So last season, basically Crystal, it came out that 14 of her friends had cut her off from the show or something like that. So that's why they're making, they're throwing jabs at Crystal with the 14 friends. Like, I'm surprised like you even have one friend considering I view Dorit personally as a compulsive liar but that, that's just how I, I don't know. Something about her just makes Dorit me Dorit is a compulsive liar. Yeah. If you can watch the TV and not think Dorit's a compulsive yeah. liar, then uh, you need some lessons in psychology. And we see that Crystal actually makes everyone go outside in the beginning. And you you could tell it looks freezing cold in California. This must be wintertime. Plus their houses are like on the mountains, I feel. So, but we see Denise actually come up to Dorit as she's ordering a drink. And she explains that the other night at Kyle's uh, THC party, she was she had a 102 fever and trying to like kind of cover up for how <laughs> uh, I don't know what Denise was on at that party pills or something it had to be like bars or something like that but obviously Dory didn't buy it but she acted like she she you know believed her and then uh Sutton walks in with the, she comes in with the soft voice the house is empty because everyone's outside she goes crystal <laughs> crystal Crystal. I know. And then Crystal Hell. comes. <laughs> but Sun's wearing like the summer dress, this white, cute dress. Monarch butterflies all over it. Yeah. And everyone's confused by what she wears. But I don't know. Dorit's comment about it was annoying. I just feel like Dorit, oh, oh, like she just wants to be a mean girl. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust anything she says. But the food looked really good. Uh, we see Dorit, she goes up to Sun's assistant and they show us a flashback of her apparently begging Sun's assistant to work for her. And when Sutton accuses her of that, she goes, are you going to stop accusing me of things I didn't do? Like, Dorit, they literally just so showed you a you flashback. You, you literally, what, went to Avi and it's like, oh, no, well, she doesn't have to know about it. And he's literally staring at the camera like, did y'all catch this? Like, Dorit's money, they have so many bankruptcies and stuff. Dorit would not even be able to pay for an assistant. Sutton gets $300,000 a month, okay? she could No, exactly. <laughs> like, why would he, why would he, like, slap the hand that feeds him for mm -hmm. a bankruptcy one and Sutton lets him drive her Bentley so I mean if I was an assistant yeah. I get to drive the Bentley oh my god <laughs> I'm not leaving that that's house. no question <laughs> but Sutton tells her to stop making accusations of her putting liquor in her coffee and Sutton basically says she goes I don't even drink coffee so that can't even be something you say I do and Erica then talks to the ladies about her night with Sutton and Garcelle and it's keep in mind when Erica tells the story about Sutton making out with her driver it's only Dorit Garcelle and Sutton that are standing They're in there. another room and the other ladies are all in talking the in the kitchen talking to like mm -hmm. Crystal and stuff. Yep. So Erica explains that they had a great time and Erica brought out the makeout session. And so for now it's fine. And then we see Kim Richards. She actually comes in and while they're all sitting down, Kyle starts like going through her scarf. She goes, Kim, what's in your scarf? And she pulls out tissues. <laughs> <laughs> <Alkins. laughs> I thought that was funny. I just like seeing sisters <laughs> together. So now we get to the confrontation parts. Wait, what? I talked about that. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but then we're in the conference. This this was the only good scene out of the entire episode. We see Dorit. She tells Garcelle how annoyed she is because Crystal's drumming up drama. But where? I didn't see, oh, I didn't see anything. anything. I didn't was, see anything. Oh, my God. Dorit just thinks that Crystal wants Sutton and Dorit to fight, but that's not what she wants at all. But Sutton tells the ladies how she got home from her horse fight. Like, oh, she got her house, her horse, a home. And Crystal's friends seem to actually be taking jabs at Sutton while she's talking about her horse. Because then we see Dorit a few minutes ago. They show a flashback of Dorit talking to Nia, Naya, whatever her name is, um, Crystal's friend, telling her, hey, Crystal or Sutton, like, ruined our magic mic outing. You should bring that up when we're in the group. She Ooh. literally tells it to the girl, like, you bring it up. Ooh. Right? So she's talking about it. And the girl out of nowhere while Sutton's talking, she goes, how was your, how was, like, how was Vegas? And Sutton just looks at her and she explains like, yeah, you know what? I ruined Vegas at the end. Thank you for asking me about it. And Sutton just gives an explanation. She compares not liking magic. <laughs> to not liking mustard. mustard. She's like, she's like, well, what's the problem? I don't like mustard. Why do I got to explain I don't like mustard? Just like how I don't like your face. And just like how no one likes your face. Why do I got to explain that? Mm -hmm. Huh? But like, I, I totally agree with Sutton. Why, did, why are they constantly mm -hmm. asking the same question of her? But I love how Garcelle and Sutton, they, they, they read it right. They understood that Dorit They jumped to her something. defense like I'd never seen them do, I think, this whole season. And, uh. But, yeah, Garcelle could tell that somebody had told this lady to bring it up because she's literally asked her. She goes, how do you know about it? 
and then they just get quiet and the lady refuses to say something. So the annoying. We all know it's Dorit. Yeah. But then the annoying lady, Nia and I or whatever, she goes, how could you do that when Magic Mike is the happiest place on earth? What? No and offense. I don't like seeing men in their underwear. I don't want to watch There's nothing fun about that. There's nothing fun about that. And no, it is not Disneyland. It's not. Yeah. Thank you, son. I loved her response for that. It's not Disneyland. Oh, Oh my God, I just cussed. <laughs> I feel like such a child when I do that. Oh my God, sorry for my listeners. Um, so then Dorit, out of nowhere, she just brings up, well, son made out with her driver. And like, okay. And 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 then she basically, she basically just goes, yeah, well, like Sutton made out with her driver. What's about, what is about that? Like, like basically like you couldn't do the magic mic show, but you'll make out with your driver. Those have nothing to, they're not mutually exclusive. I don't understand yeah. where that came from. And so that's when Garcelle decides to tell her, well, hold on, wait a minute. That was between me, Sutton, and Erica. Now I feel like you're saying this to embarrass her. And so, of course, Dorit has to bring up how they were laughing about it 20 minutes ago. And basically, she's trying to imply that Erica had just thrown that comment out across the room. She's trying to put blame on Garcelle. She, she's like, this is your fault. She's trying to this. blame Garcelle and Erica. Oh. Even though you're the one who heard this, you're the one that's salty that no one invited you to this mm-hmm. dinner, and you're just throwing mad shade at anybody who will take it because you are feeling iced out every single corner I think this is the closest we will ever get to seeing like a Dorit meltdown Mm -hmm. because she literally could not stop she could not stop she kept trying to like flip it on other people so that like like when she when it wouldn't work on I don't know who was she calling oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can keep going so so basically Sun tells her that that's unfair to equate those two together and Sun starts to incessantly ask Dorit why she brought it up just like with the name of mm-hmm. so like I feel like Dorit was deflecting well I see why D- Sutton I feel like kept asking it because every time she'd ask it Dorit would say something like well when we she'd be like answer it and Dorit would be well I'm trying to like here wait here wait like, you be Dorit you okay. be Dorit well you know I just I why did know. you bring it up well when I was with Kai why did you bring it up well when Erica was talking why did you bring it well, up uh, would you let me you're not answering the question which she wasn't like, she she literally everything she was saying had not like she was trying to get away she was literally trying to get away with it she wasn't actually saying i she was trying to say someone else's name yep. every time before she said something like stop making it seem like all the other ladies were saying this this is just you mm-hmm. dorit this is just you and at this point we see that kyle erica and crystal overheard this in the kitchen so they come on in and they sit down and um, Crystal basically basically asks, like, what did we miss? So Garcelle brings up again to Dorit that she brought it up to embarrass Sutton. And Dorit now thinks that Garcelle is intentionally trying to single her out. But no, Dorit, you do this to yourself because you say stupid things that makes people have to keep you in check. Like, does she mm-hmm. not? Does that not ring a bell for her? But then we get Dorit, who tells Garcelle that she just attacked her. <laughs> Garcelle was the most calm out of anyone, even more than Sutton, and that she said one word to Dorit, and automatically Dorit had to tell her that she attacked well, remember, her. Well, remember the reason why um, she ended up saying that is because Dorit was just like, well, it's all in jest. It was all in jest. It was a joke. And then that's so when Garcelle basically calls her out in the classiest way ever. She yeah. goes, uh-huh, Dorit, it just doesn't feel like a joke. Like, yeah. it just doesn't feel funny. And she's like, no one's vibing with this, basically. And and that's what she decides to say that Garcelle's attacking her, which, yeah. like, everybody knows every joke, especially if it's mean, has a little grain of truth. Mm-hmm. So why can't you just come out with it and say that you're a hater? She, uh, Dari just has very big microaggressions towards Garcelle. And if you watch the previous seasons, you would have noticed so a obvious. lot of it. Yeah. So that so ended up obvious. watching a compilation. She found this video of like all of Dari's <laughs> racist moments with Garcelle. I just thought it was funny. She literally, was it was literally it. every microaggression that Dari has uh, spit towards Garcelle's way. And uh, it's just infuriating. Yeah. But then we see that Garcelle actually says in her confessional that Dorit lives in a bubble and it triggers me. We live in this woke world now and she's not in that world. She's choosing not to be is what Garcelle's saying. And this the bubble thing. Dorit ended up posting an Instagram photo of herself captioning it like in my bubble. Like How come How come oh. is the first thing you want to do That's is prove that you have a black friend? Yes. Is that not the epitome of you actually not being yeah, woke? Yeah, also posting a picture of the black woman. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and you best believe I commented on it. Don't find my comment. Yeah, Suzanne, <laughs> Suzanne feels like her comment was deleted because she can't find it anymore. Well, I don't know if I've tried finding it again. I need to go check. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> but Garcelle clears it up with Dorit that she didn't attack her, but Dorit ends up doubling down on it and says, well, I feel like I was attacked. Mm. And Dorit goes, what's a good word I could use? And Garcelle literally looks at her 
And she goes, I don't know what the good word is, but I feel like for you and your privilege, I can't. And we see everyone's eyes wide open. Erica was in the middle of like drinking her wine cup or whatever. And she just freezes. Kim Richards is staring at them like, wow, I haven't been on the show for years, but I, I remember this. Well, she didn't just say I can't. She says, I don't care anymore. I'm not. I'm done educating. And yep. that was such a mic mm-hmm. drop moment because she's so right. You don't got to educate this. Nope. No, she doesn't. But I love how Erica was the spokesperson for the black people this episode because when Doree was like, what does this mean? Erica goes, it means you're white. <laughs> different words <laughs> have different, different connotations. connotations. It has a different meaning. And Erica goes and says in her confessional, another, you know, supporter. She goes, the word attack has a different meaning when it comes from a white person, white woman to a black woman. It just does. Thank you, Erica. No, but this honestly taught me that Erica at least learned. She knows what to say and what not to say. Dorit refuses to learn. They've been over this for multiple seasons and Dorit is still acting. Like Dorit this. thinks she can get away with it. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Say it. Being Israeli means you're white. I'm sorry. Well, it is. It I feel is. Well, they're you're European. White. You're well, white. You know, you're European. They say that for anyone who is Israeli, if they take a DNA test, it'll always bring them back to Polish, German, Russian, yeah. uh, from the UK, every, every literally European place. Yeah, so they're so all European. They're white people. Yeah, you know? we're just white people. <laughs> That's what it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. But basically, oh, no, this is actually when Crystal asks for the download from everyone. And Dorit is stupid. And she actually tries to bring up other conflicts between other people when she sees this. And she brought up the vodka and Sutton's coffee that Crystal had brought up to Sutton. And it was just annoying because Crystal had, like, Crystal had it. When they showed the flashback, Crystal didn't lie at all. She said exactly what Dorit had said, which is that Dorit thinks Sutton puts liquor in her coffee. And then when they asked Crystal to clear it up, Crystal was like, wait, uh, Wait, I don't want to get anything wrong. I was like, no, Crystal, you literally, you said it right, though. Just say exactly what you did. Because yeah. it, uh, it, like, dumbs it down for her. Like, it makes everyone be like, oh, okay, we're not going to believe anything. That she she doubted. Her. She doubted that she was going to be able to relay the information correctly. But you can tell she was about to come ready with the receipts. But she just, like, yeah. back And up. I was just annoyed because I've, I've seen on Reddit, like, Crystal's scenes keep getting cutting out, cut out. And Crystal even complains about it on social media that they keep cutting out freaking scenes. For who? I don't know. Like, I want to see more Crystal. I do, but, too. So then we see that um, Sutton, she nips it in the bud, and she then goes on this tyrant. Like, Crystal was doing so good. And so I'm like, what does she end up going on in her chatter? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, she goes, continue with your little chatter while I take off, and y'all are way back there. That's what's going to happen because I'm moving forward at a very rapid speed. That's what's happening. She she paused. She goes, very rapid speed. She gets quiet. Everyone (laughs) stares at her, and she goes, and that's what's happening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, Sunt was doing amazing until that last line. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, she she really lost me there. <laughs> she lost but everybody. Then, but I think the best reactions to look at would be Kim Richards no, and Kyle. Not. Why are they no, like that? They were both sitting there. It's like when two sisters are like, "Oh my god, it's not our fight. It's not our fight." I, that just makes me feel like if me and Lena were there in the room, we'd be pulling mm-hmm. a Kyle and Kim right now. Yeah, <laughs> we would. Even though you'd be more of a Kathy in that situation. I don't see any of it. <laughs> so Dorit tries to apologize again. And then Denise tells Dorit that it came off judgmental. And Dorit goes, did you clear up your issue with Erica? Like, she didn't even make it slick. She just jumps into the third one. She goes, okay, this issue with Crystal didn't work. Let's go on to Erica oh. and Denise. And Erica just seems trying to avoid it. You Eri- call me a bad monster. Well, well, Erica's literally just sitting there on her phone. And Dorit just is that, guys. She- <laughs> so Dorit goes, Denise, do you have anything to say? Like, what? And then Denise looks at her and she goes, bring it down a notch. It's not cool. <laughs> and Dorit excuses herself. Like at that point, Dorit was like, okay, I'm going to go see my husband. I haven't spent time with him all day today. And Dorit excuses herself and only hugs Erica. Well, no, she only hugs Erica because as soon as she says, well, I think I'm going to go back to my husband. Erica takes it and she goes, all right, give me a hug. Basically to say, yeah, you're right. You're out of here. You but what go. I think what's hilarious is no one else got up. Yeah. No one else cared. And she just ran off on out of there. Everyone was like, I don't want to associate with the racist no. now. It makes them look so bad. But so Denise finally, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to have this conversation with Erica. And Erica says she doesn't want to. Erica was like, you called me a bot monster. Nah. <laughs> I mean, obviously there was a cuss word. Oh, there, yeah, sorry. So I they show a flashback, and Kyle actually must have said it wrong, but what Denise actually said looked worse than a bot monster. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she actually said something worse. So Denise should be happy that Kyle said that instead of whatever it is she actually did say. So Denise goes, I love how you want to do this on your terms. 
And Erica, actually, it's your terms. <laughs> First of all, to insinuate my daughter at 14 years old would have had a threesome, I think is beyond inappropriate. You're shaking your head. Yeah, I'm shaking my head because that's not what it was about. Children these days, if they have a phone, have access to everything. Of course they know about sex. <laughs> Sorry, our mom's downstairs. I don't want her to be hearing that. <laughs> but Denise goes, those are my kids, though. Okay, your oldest daughter is on OnlyFans. She doesn't know? That is a effing low blow to bring my daughter's OnlyFans into this. You came in slurring, inarticulate, could not string two words together, and want to call me a bitch? You want me to sit here and pretend it didn't happen? What do you think? I'm not going to go to OnlyFans? You think I'm not going to go as effing low as I can? Have you met me? No! Which, I mean, come on. What would you expect? Well, it seems like Lent ended at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think Lent's over. <laughs> But Denise just goes, you're, you're a mean, mean woman. Mean. And you know what? If anybody says you're mean, that means they've run out of arguments. They know yeah. you're right. Or Denise didn't have anything else to say. And Erica just goes, because you asked for it. And Denise just keeps repeating to Erica that she's mean. You're a mean woman. I don't like you. And what is the last thing that Erica says <laughs> to end us at this to be continued? I think it's great. I just want to know who's more profitable, you or Sammy? <laughs> oh, that, that cut. Oh, my gosh. That was a, uh, I don't know. That was probably the best five minutes of television I've seen this that year. That was great. I'm telling you, this whole episode sucked until the last five minutes. Yeah. That fight was golden. I, guys, how did they get away with that? I don't know, but let's hope, let's hope they continue on that um, argument with like good rigor. I really hope they didn't just cut off the argument at the good part and then we make it to the next part and they're all just leaving. I'll be so pissed off. Or it just shows that Denise isn't going to fight back. Like I want to see a bigger fight happen. Yeah, me too. Usually when they do the to be continues, I feel like it's because production is so lazy to give us a like next episode and give us the previews. Maybe. That's what I feel. But all right. Well, that was the Beverly Hills episode. Uh, so we're going to actually go into Southern Charm now. Season nine, episode 14, Playing House. And we left off at that dinner scene in Jamaica where everyone was kind of going off on Austin and Taylor out of nowhere decides to stand up. She hits her glass and she wants to talk to everyone. So basically she's repeating uh, that she's apologized so many times. She doesn't know what else to do. And she says like, what happened? Happened. I can't change it. And Madison goes, what happened? <laughs> I didn't even do she goes, we just kissed. And Shep tries to interject and help Taylor out. And he just goes, don't get bogged down by the details. And Austin agrees with Shep. But then it makes <laughs> Olivia go off even more. And she goes, it's not bogged down in details. And Taylor just begs everyone to put it to rest. And Olivia's just She's just annoyed at everyone. She doesn't want anyone to have a kumbaya moment. And Olivia tells Chep that she's allowed to react and ask questions. So it, it kind of just shuts Chep up at this I mean, point. I'm with Taylor. How many times do we have to obsess yeah. about whether she's done this or not? You Especially know? when it's nothing new coming out. It's the same thing they heard from the beginning. It's just okay. now page six posted. It's okay, so, so Shep, you're just a grown man baby that can't handle his feelings. There, I said it. And because you can't handle your feelings, you guys have to keep putting Taylor out on trial because you can't just come out with it and tell her I didn't want you to do it mm -hmm. you could have just said that but he won't but he won't but Taylor ends up saying something stupid and she goes take it or like take my apology or leave it and everyone was like no <laughs> Taylor no everyone's like no don't go down this she path. was good doing so yeah well. she does she starts strong and then she gets bad because then she goes this is my fourth apology and Olivia won't take it she basically has earned going crazy a little yeah. bit but you and know Taylor just goes you want me to say Austin F me because it didn't happen and guys I know you might not believe this but I don't know after she said this me and Suzanne made a consensus that we don't think they fully hooked up I don't think they did because you know what if if they did at this point it would be just easier to say they did you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I think at this point like if they really didn't and if someone's literally going crazy telling you they have told you the truth and they have only said the truth then yeah why like, wouldn't you point, believe I truly, them I truly like I really feel like if she she if she slept with Austin, she would have had no problem wanting Shep to know. She would have wanted Shep to go crazy. I don't know. I just I don't and know. And especially if she like, you know, went for it with such rigor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I, I don't know. The way she was going crazy about people believing that, I believe that it didn't go further than a kiss. But I believe it didn't go further than a kiss because Austin didn't want it to, not because Taylor did Yes. It. Okay. I was just gonna say. Yep. So the reason why she also feels angry is probably because she feels like you know, she doesn't want Austin to give more information. They probably could have kept going, but probably for bro mm -hmm. code, this is sometimes when guys actually do exercise self-restraint because they know 
<laughs> once you go there, yeah. it's really hard to go back. And I feel like this is when guys actually think with their heads if they're actually friends with their friends. Mm-hmm. So, no, true. you know, but the, the problem is Austin's not helping the situation. <laughs> he's he's making it seem like they did, though. It's the way he's acting it's that's everything making Austin, Taylor Because every so time, guilty. like, Austin is close to confessing something, it's like he's intentionally making it out to seem like they slept together to make everything more riled up because Austin knows what's going on. Yes, he does this every season. He's doing this on purpose. Suzanne, if you watch mouth, if you saw this previous seasons when he was with Madison and he was with Olivia and he was with all these other previous girls, he was doing it's the same thing. Suzanne, <laughs> he, this is why he keeps getting hated on. He was getting hated on a lot at BravoCon, and it was like it was embarrassingly bad. <laughs> Yeah. But then Austin yells as well. And he goes, it never happened. And Taylor says that she will not claim someone slept with her if it didn't happen, which I agree with her. I feel like girls hate it when men end up girls claiming that, that, you know, because this is why women it's a big sh- claim. This is why women shouldn't give men any attention because you give them a little <laughs> bit of attention. Absolutely not. They're going to take that inch, stretch it yeah. to a mile. They're going to act your husband. Don't give them attention. They're going to act like you planned out their whole life and you probably just said hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if you reject them. <laughs> So Madison actually says that she appreciates Taylor for standing at the table and trying to talk to everyone about the issues, unlike Austin. And Austin just keeps calling Madison a clown and stuff, and Vanita tries to cover his face. And then we get freaking annoying JT. I love that JT stands up against these slobby men, but he just, he tells Austin to be a man and to stop yelling at women and to hush. And Austin just calls Madison, like, he just goes off on her because Madison's agreeing with JT. And then Craig comes in, and he brings up how both Austin and Taylor, they talk to their families of one another, and they both get, they interject. (laughs) And Taylor was like, I talk to my brother. And Austin was like, I only talk to my sister. And Olivia was like, that's your family. Like, what are you going to do? And then Taylor says this line, too, that also just ruins her entire apology. And if this is the second time she ruins it, there's still going to be a third. She goes, I had a moment. Who do I go to? My confidant, my brother. I love and adore him. Oh. As I know you love and adore your brother. Your freaking deceased, deceased brother. Girl, time and place. Time and place. It's just like, why? Why would she do that? And Olivia, her whole demeanor changes. And she just doesn't see Taylor coming back from this anymore. And Taylor just repeats that, like... Uh, you lied to me okay like that's a big lie and Taylor was like I lied about one thing girl but it's a big girl, one you went for your friend's ex yeah you went for your friend that's friend's not ex. a lie mm-hmm. about like uh, not it's wanting not to a lie out. about nail polish color mm-hmm. okay Taylor you're not lying about liking Harry Styles or being friends of the with other the girl guy. that you didn't want or you know you know a, a simple lie to come away with is telling your friend that like you're the Joe Jonas girl when you both wanted Nick Jonas mm-hmm. okay okay let's all be honest okay that's that's a simple lie okay Go wait for your friend's ex and being shady about it. That's just, that's, that's a really hard one to come back. It really is. Like, it just is. Like, Taylor's just pathetic at this point. And she says that she's done and she won't allow herself to be verbally abused by Olivia anymore. Who is verbally abusing you? Who? Oh, I, man. People love throwing that shit. She's lucky Olivia has no personality to actually yell at her. Like, if it was Madison, Madison would have verbally obliterated her. <laughs> But Craig tries to explain that what is driving Olivia crazy is how Taylor's approaching the situation. Like, Taylor isn't saying, you know what? I effed up. I shouldn't have done this. This was wrong. Taylor's basically saying, I did it one time. Just forgive me. Like, girl, I wouldn't I wouldn't accept that apology either. And we see Rod and JT. They go in. They're trying to defend Taylor, which is driving Austin more insane. So Austin tells JT that he doesn't care and he wants JT to drown himself. <laughs> <laughs> But JT tells Austin that he's not ap- apologetic. He needs to find his manhood. And Shep is actually siding with JT here. And Shep compared JT to Elliot Ness and Austin to Al Capone. But what does Elliot Ness have? Like, what did he do? I don't, I don't he, know. I would have thought you'd help I, me out with I, this. I should have Googled it. I was I, like, let me write these names down. I know Al Capone because Suzanne explained them to me. I just, Elliot Ness? Is yeah, he something? Let's me, look it up. Me, let's okay, see. What does up. Elliot Ness have to do with Austin? Um, did he do something important? Was he a crazy man? <laughs> An American prohibition agent known for his efforts to bring down Al Capone <laughs> while enforcing prohibition in Chicago. <laughs> okay, so JT's trying to bring down Al Capone. Apparently. And no, Austin's I, Al Capone. Oh, I think Austin is the Al Capone. I think we're giving Austin too much credit. Oh, yeah. Austin's a dirtbag. Chef, bag. let's just uh, take a step back there. I don't, do you know your friend? <laughs> I don't think he does. He's no Al Capone. But... We continue on, and Whitney actually ends up interjecting as well, and he he tells JT that you can't talk about another man's character like that. I mean, obviously, Whitney, Austin just made out with you. I bet you're in love right now. 
um, and how JT's being disingenuous. And then we go, we see Taylor. She's in her room. She calls her brother. She's crying to him. She's asking him for advice, but she's telling her side of things, which is a lie. She's basically saying how Olivia told her, fuck you. And, and all these like horrible, horrible Ugh. things that I feel like if you were sitting in that room, it didn't come off as bad as what Taylor's explaining. But we then see Olivia in the room above her. She's crying. She's having like, a, I feel like it's like a panic attack type of cry. Just very distraught at the fact that Taylor had to bring up her brother. And we then go back to the table and we see Madison and Craig hanging out. And Craig tells Madison that they're all crazy. And that's a lot coming from Craig because he's insane. And I know so then you <laughs> see Craig very normal this year, but it's because Craig is not drinking straight up liquor. He's only drinking like wine and mixed drinks. So because oh, okay. he looked really bad that on camera. Difference, last, he yeah. looked really bad last season. So Taylor tells her brother that Olivia hates her. And while she's venting, we see Olivia and Vanita. They go up to their balcony and they overhear. They don't know who Taylor's talking to, but they know she's talking about Olivia. And the part that they walk in on is when Taylor says, I'm the devil, yet she can go cuddle with Austin with her bra off and she's in the clear. This is insane. It's not like they dated. They weren't anything to begin with. I don't regret anything. No one claimed to be each other's boyfriend or girlfriend. And Olivia goes crazy. She runs to Taylor's room. I'm sitting there. I have my popcorn. I'm like, okay, finally, Olivia's going to pop off. Olivia's securing her next season. And all she said was, are you having stupid? Talk quieter next time because I can hear you. And I don't know. That just really, <laughs> it was so anticlimactic. And It was so anticlimactic. Like, I really thought she would go over there and be like, Oh my God, how dare you talk about me? Give me your phone. Like, you know, yes. maybe take her phone, maybe threaten to throw it over the the, yeah, the, no, the balcony. I don't know. Maybe smack her upside the head, grab her hair or something. Okay, maybe not smack her, but like, I don't know. Just maybe at least like say some more. But she just walked in like, I heard you. Runs back away. Like, come on. She could have. She could have made a moment there. She could have had a screen, a scene on screen to where it's marked at BravoCon. Because every time you make a moment, it's like ended up posted at, like at BravoCon. They do a wall for you where like all the things that you've said that became <laughs> iconic. She could have had that, but she didn't. But Taylor actually gets really quiet, and then she continues asking her brother, and he goes, "What would Jesus do?" <laughs> I couldn't take that seriously. I couldn't either, I couldn't. but, you know, like, he made an Jesus attempt. Into this. He was a good man. <laughs> he was a good man. But then we see Madison and Craig talking. I love this part. It was just them left at the table, and Madison just has the hiccups the entire time, and she begs Craig to scare her. And Craig, with his conspiracy theories, basically tells Madison that tell yourself you're not a fish because we've evolved from fish. So we have to remind ourselves that we like can't breathe underwater and like some, something like, like that. Basically she had to keep saying I'm not a fish, but those hiccups didn't go away. Yeah. It was I'm not, not a fish. I'm not a fish. I'm not a fish. I'm not a fish. Craig. <laughs> and then she makes that weird face. I loved her facial expressions, but now everyone's packing. They're back in Charleston. They show Olivia unpacking, Whitney with his mom, and they say that they need to put their dog on Ozempic because he's getting fat. We see Ooh, Shep's- what's their dog on Ozempic? I don't know. It's a joke. Oh. Obviously, he's throwing shade at the <laughs> Bravo people. And then we see Chef's house is overflowing with water from his tub. Apparently, something must have happened while he was in J- Jamaica. Yeah, that's where they were. I was thinking Bermuda for Salt Lake City. <laughs> but we see Madison. She makes it home with her husband. She tells him that they should have a dinner with Paige and Craig to basically help Paige- convince Paige to move to Charleston and get serious with Craig. And then we see JT and Rod FaceTime, and it's just bullshit. Oh, my God. I put Bermuda on here. They're FaceTiming, <laughs> and I don't really want to get into this because all it is is Rod making JT think that he has a chance with Taylor, and that's never going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But then we see Taylor talk to her mom on FaceTime while we also see Olivia talking to her mom on FaceTime, and Taylor's just crying to her mom. She's breaking down, and Olivia's talking to her mom and basically explaining what she overheard Taylor saying. And then we go back to Taylor and her mom is, I loved how her mom's actually very empathetic towards Olivia. She's telling her like, Olivia's going through a hard time right now. So she deserves a lot of grace. So just literally remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. And now we get Austin with a sister. And I love seeing Austin with a sister. I don't know why. I feel like this is the only time I actually like Austin. They're drinking wine. They're catching up. And this is actually when we end up finding out in the scene with Austin and his sister that Olivia, after all these blowups on screen, when their cameras are put down, Olivia is texting Austin consistently. They're texting about the Oscars. She asked him to go take a walk on the beach. They were like on the phone 24-7 together. So mm-hmm. honestly, that really pissed me off with Olivia. But then at the same time, it's like her brother just died. So I bet her emotions are so high that. And I think his sister kind of calls that out mm-hmm. he's kind of like he's like well you know how do you explain like the fact that you know Olivia like comes and stays over and like she talks to me about the Oscars and all of that and she's just like well obviously she her emotions are all mm-hmm. over the place Austin but what then, do you expect but then Austin goes and say, he goes Olivia's gaslighting me and you can tell her sister looks at him like bro, Austin bro, you're do, the, you, like, uh, bro do you know what gaslight means I doubt Austin did he say his therapist told him that yes 
He's lying to his therapist about Olivia. Okay, well, t- <laughs> he's okay. I saw this thing on TikTok recently, and now it's it's coming to fruition. There are some people in this world that should not have a therapist, yeah. and the reason why is because they'll use the therapy talk as if they've actually changed, but they haven't. No, exactly. Basically, they're gonna keep going to their therapist and be like, "Wow, wow, wow! I think everybody around me is abusing me. I think everybody and your therapist is not verbally- gonna believe that." Yeah, and like based on the narrative that you provide, if the therapist is not talk to anybody else in your life and confirmed is this a man a a menace to society or you know are you guys the problem he doesn't know that unless you guys want to go to his therapy session with him so yeah anyways they actually did they just get validated well Suzanne missed this episode but there was a scene with Austin in his therapy session but it was right after Olivia's brother had died so he went because he needed to you know talk hopefully it was better than some ketamine therapy treatments we've seen yeah from Adriana (laughs) we'll see if that if that changes anything but we then go on. We see Madison setting up the table for the dinner she's about to have with Paige and Craig. And Madison calls Patricia. They talk about – she tells her she wants to have a sleepover and gossip with her. And Madison just tells Patricia that she needs help setting the dinner table. So she basically tells her what glasses to put and everything. And it turns out that Madison is actually paying for a chef to make the dinner so that she could trick Paige and Craig into thinking, like, this is the southern way. Like, see, I'm making home-cooked meals. It tastes good. And she doesn't want to scare Paige away. And then – we see Craig and Paige at their at his house. He's making her a tuna mayonnaise sandwich. It's so cute. And Paige just asks Craig what he thinks about going to Madison's house. And he explains that he's known her for years and they're close now, regardless of the Austin situation. And Craig just wishes he and Paige were on the same timeline. But after all the dysfunction he's witnessed in Jamaica, he says that he actually appreciates someone who he gets along with and Paige supports him. So he doesn't really care where they live at the moment. And we see Craig. He tells Paige that he's totally prepared to not talk about moving in together with for like at least another year because he could tell when he brings it up Paige is just not ready and he just asked her he asks her like serious things beforehand and Paige just keeps telling him she's in a hurry so he can he's like okay I don't want to push this girl away so I'm just not going to talk about it but oh if I had a man who just wanted to talk about the future with me I would fall in love (laughs) I feel like I'm always the one who every time I talk about the future they run so I'm like okay that's how it's gonna be no, that's not true. No, but that's actually me scouting for the right people, you know, because I don't play games. It's either like you're getting serious or I don't talk to you. <laughs> Lena basically accepts a proposal after one week. Okay, we're working on it. <laughs> hey, and in Middle Eastern culture, you don't sit there. There's no talking stage, ma'am. You know, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. Okay, well, he still needs to make sure he dots his eyes across his teeth at you. And praises the Lord, too. <laughs> <laughs> Praises the Lord. Yes. It's really hard to find in this day and age, guys. But, you know, we're working through it. So uh, basically it just ends with them, like, being all cutesy. But I don't know. It was really awkward because, like, Craig puts his arms out to Paige to hug him. And she just kind of stands there and starts stretching first. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'll go hug, hug him. And she hugs him. They give each other a kiss. And she just says, like, look, I'm wearing pastels. Of course I love you. Because she makes a big deal that she lives in New York, so all she wears is black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we they see- really do wear black yeah i, I don't know why thing, i didn't think it was a thing we see shep and whitney it's a really quick scene they go to this place where it's like a whiskey drinking place it's like for men it looks like those cigar lounge places where you just sit and whatever and apparently the bottle they got was a thousand dollars who pays a thousand dollars for a bottle of liquor what rich it- people and why is it a thousand dollars does that mean it's like very potent or it something? means it's aged is it good? Like, why is it the more it ages, it's better? I, I honestly don't know what the science is behind that. Me either. I don't get that stuff. I don't either. But Whitney explains that apparently they want to renovate the cottage uh, on their property where their butler, Michael, used to live. He wants to turn it into, like, some sort of speakeasy pub bar to hang out because Whitney doesn't want to go out in the town of Charleston anymore. And I don't know if it's because people are giving him shit for the show or what, but... Shep talks about how his recovery from time of drinking is getting very – I put high, but I feel like it, it's actually low because he has he needs a longer time to recover now from drinking. Yeah. I mean, he's almost 50. So they talk about Austin and how he was targeted very strongly, but Shep actually says that Austin deserved it because he came off onto him first, but I felt like Whitney was defending Austin this entire time. And Shep ends up explaining that Austin's not to be trusted with females, but like you too, Shep. He, they do the same thing to females. Yeah, they do the same thing. Who, who is he to say that Austin is not trusted with women? I mean, if you can't trust Austin, then you can't trust you Shep because how long have you guys been friends since Austin came on the show Austin came on like season three or four. Oh, that's a yeah Austin oh. was not an OG oh, okay but Shep explains how he had girls over apparently after they came back from Jamaica and Taylor decided to stop by that day to drop off her dog and <laughs> he basically talks about how she gets annoyed every time she finds out girls are there so Whitney tells Shep like it's time for you to just tell her this is nothing you got to move on 
So yeah, that's how that one went. But we end it with the dinner scene at Madison's house. And I really love this scene. We see first Paige and Craig, they're getting ready. And Craig just doesn't know what to wear. And she tells him that he looks very disheveled and he looks stressed out like an accountant. And Craig wants Paige to pick his outfit out. And I really love it because, you know, she's a fashion blogger anyway. So (laughs) he's been dressing a lot better since dating her. And she notices Craig pulls his pants like below his waist because he believes that's where his waist ends at. I don't know. (laughs) Or his hips, whatever it is. When men sag their Guys do do that. Yeah, I don't know. Why do they do well, that? Well, because because that. it looks more flattering to... Their crotch areas? No, no, no. It's oh, Sometimes just... they're hiding love handles. Oh, But if they put pants up, it's it's still going to cover their love handles, is it not? No, but I feel like if they... If... 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 <laughs> the, <laughs> if the pants are a little lower, then you can wear a baggy baggier shirt. Can they not wear a baggy shirt? Well, no, you can wear a baggier shirt, but like then it can cover the love handles because then it's looser at the bottom. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just assuming. I'm just just assuming that's like I I, I, like the same way girls wear high high waisted pants to hide their fupas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, get that. Thankfully, we don't have a fupa to cover. No, no fupa to cover. But like some girls got fupas. I got that. Okay, (laughs) it makes sense now. Is fupa just the fat on your stomach or is it the fat from down there reaching to your stomach? (laughs) It's it's both. Okay. Dang. Hopefully there's a workout that makes that go away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're driving past the neighborhoods in Charleston and I love it. It gives me like the suburban movie vibes. Well, Paige literally says she feels like she's in a movie scene when they drive past the neighborhoods. And Craig loves this because he starts explaining, yeah, these are all families here with children. It's very nice. You can sit on the porch. And Paige just laughs and says, are we immature? Because she feels like she's not ready for any of that. But. They come over and Craig says that they feel like grownups right now. They're having dinner with a married couple. And as they're eating, Paige just makes a joke saying like, I've been down here for a year and this was the first moment I've wanted to actually move down here. Girl, why would you say that in front of your boyfriend? Like knowing that you come here every other week to be with him. I don't know why she would say that. But Paige goes and asks Brett if he likes Charleston and how it is making friends there. And he says he really likes it and it's more traditional. And it was difficult in the beginning to make friends, but he's getting there. And Paige just says how New York, you never see an ex again. But in Charleston, you constantly see the same people, which I didn't like. Is Charleston that small? Like what? When you date someone, you constantly see your ex all the time. Is that how it works? I thought New York isn't that big anyways. Don't you constantly see the same people around in New York? No, New York's huge. I mean, if you're if you're at a city where like it's a densely populated the chance of you running into people all the time is probably low, unless you're uh, constantly going to the same places. Like the city made it seem like they're always running into people. Uh, I don't know. It's fake. It's so you don't actually be run into people easily in New York. I really still believe. I mean, that. I don't know. I don't live in New York. <laughs> you have friends who live there who can speak to this. I don't. Uh, well, I have a friend who lives there. She lives in Brooklyn, but I doubt it. I don't know if she. I don't know. We'd have to do some research. I gotta ask Jessica. <laughs> okay. Well, um, then we see. Basically, Brett asks them about their relationship and she says how the flights are very easy going back and forth. And Brett explains that they aren't really long distance anymore because he only goes for four days a week. So Craig tells Brett that their plans are not to make any plans because Paige jumps in and says that she isn't ready yet. <laughs> and Paige says that she isn't ready to live in a cul-de-sac and have babies. But but basically, that's where Madison's husband is just kind of trying to explain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys can get married. You just don't have to have the kids, yeah. which I mean, I, I kind of get it. But I feel like maybe Paige's hang up is that if she if she moves out of the city and then she has to live in a suburb then it's just going to force her to think about it like oh, yeah, it's going right. to force it's her different. to think about the next step because now she has to be a housewife to a certain mm-hmm. degree i don't i think she's more struggling with the concept of like having a house that's hers that she has to like be in charge of Mm -hmm. maybe she feels like she lives in a high-rise right now apartment in new york yeah like maybe she still feels like well i kind of want the penthouse i Mm -hmm. want the you know the socialite life you know yeah things like that she's like really comfortable and a lot of that that's a little far removed from like a Mm cul-de-sac especially someone who didn't grow up in the suburbs like we did and stuff like i feel like my natural instinct when i get married is to stay in the sub like if, yeah, like example, to be in the suburbs. the suburbs. Yeah. yeah, not to go to the city. So I, yeah. it's a big transition. It's it different is. When you get it's used very to. different. But yeah, basically, Brett just tries to convince Paige, like, you can still get engaged. You can do everything that you're doing right now, but just, like, be more committed. And Craig goes to the bathroom, and Madison has Paige try on the ring. And I don't know, they put this music on as if it's, like, supposed if to. If it's, like, it's, like, a girly moment. I don't know. Yeah, Look, don't I'm going to say it right now. First of all, it's weird to try on your friend's engagement yeah. ring. I'm not saying there's anything weird about that. But I think what's funny is when Madison gives her the ring, and it's, like, oh, yeah, the music is, like, this harmonious the ring. Music, and she, like, puts it on, and it's, like, blank. 
Mm-hmm. She's just looking at she's, like yeah, she's looking at it kind of with disgust. Like oh, she's looking at it like myself. pretending not to hate it so much. Yeah, that was the vibe I, I was getting. Like, mm-hmm. She's like, not ready for. I'm this. like, oh, okay, it's a circle. And in her head, she's like, hmm, which Etsy catalog Pinterest was no, I looking real. at that showed this cut? <laughs> mm, which okay. edible do I want to take? I know which. Watch my Netflix no, shows. I bet she's watching it. And she's like, mm, okay, can I just go home right now and like be in a burrito and not talk to these people ever again? Not see a camera a single day in my life. I feel like that's just kind of how yeah. she acts. Like she was like trying to give it to us, but she didn't give us anything. Mm-hmm. But I love Paige. You know? I mean, like, I personally love Paige, but but you know, and everyone says that they think Paige hates Craig. I don't think she hates him. I think there's something in their relationship we just don't understand their dynamic. And I could tell Paige is the type where behind closed doors she's very lovey dovey with him, but on camera she's very. She just doesn't know how. She doesn't like to show the affection. She probably doesn't know how to open up. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But the last line of the scene was basically Madison telling Paige, hurry up before Craig gets a boner, like to take off the ring. And <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, Madison. But anyways, apparently next time, <laughs> it must be after this winter break, it's the season finale, guys. And it, we see Austin and JT. It looks like they actually hit each other because JT tries to like head bump Austin or something. And Austin's way taller than him. So I don't know how he even reached <laughs> up to his head, but I guess we'll see how that. She's doing it wrong. guys. She doesn't memorize it. No, now you're messing me up. It's easy as the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. Okay. Well, anyways, that was the Southern charm recap. Wasn't that long. Not much happened in it. But um, I hope you guys listen. Don't forget to follow, rate, leave me. Leave some feedback. Yeah, leave uh, feedback. We would love some feedback. We'd love to know how to make mm-hmm. this better. If you're listening or out there, let us we know. We will be on camera soon. Our plan is to start like doing videos so you guys can see me and Suzanne's face, interact with us, and we'll be posting them on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your winter break and New Year's. And looks like we're signing off. Signing off. A rich man's world.